Thanks for joining us for today's sermon. We are always so encouraged to hear how God is working in your life. If the messages of this church have touched you in some way, please share that with us by clicking on the contact tab at lifesc.org to send us an email. And if you would like to give to this ministry, you can do so online to help us bring messages just like this one to you each week. It is our prayer that God blesses you through this message today. Verse 5, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, Probably not a wise move there. And they hated him the more. Everyone say, Joseph dreamed a dream. I want to talk to you for a little bit about available for the dream. Available for the dream. Would you bless the Lord for a minute and let's pray over the word of God. This is nourishment to our bodies, Jesus. Help me to say it. Help me to to be able to sow it the way you've put it in my spirit, that it'd be nourishment to our spirit and it would strengthen our life. Lord God, let your spirit come and be strength to our body and let us learn this word and apply it in Jesus' name. And everybody said in Jesus' name, you may be seated in the house of the Lord. Um, Before I wanted to be or felt like I was supposed to be, um, what I'm doing now, I, I had a calling in my life when I was very young. We had one of those traditional shotgun kind of rifle style churches where the pews were on each side like these pews, but it was a very narrow church. And then it had a platform that was pretty deep and long. And my mother always played the piano on one of those like upright pianos, you know, those ones where over here on the right. And I remember coming down and praying at the steps and we had those, you know, cause every church had red carpet back then, right? Covered by the blood. whatever but we had red carpet and I remember kneeling down and and I was feeling the tug of God's spirit and I remember a tear leaving my cheek and wetting the carpet and it was like in slow motion because it was that moment that I gave my life to the Lord and said this is my life Lord if you take it and use it I'm available for the dream you have for me and so I didn't really understand at that moment what that was going to mean to me in the future. I didn't know, obviously, the chapters of my life now. I couldn't go and read what's going on in my life now then, you know, just like we see in scripture where we're looking at people and we're reading their story, but we get to read chapter 12 when they're in chapter 11. While they're in the process, we get to know the end of the story. So our vantage point's a little bit different to their dreams and their lives. And so when you look at Joseph's life, you're like, well, Joseph, it all works out. You should see the beauty of your story. It really does turn out amazing. And yet he's living through all of this stuff in his life. And so as I was living that, I got discouraged and I didn't really want to live for the Lord anymore. You know how it is when you're a teenager and you kind of decide, well, I'm just going to do my own thing. And I was a, I was a good drummer. So I decided, well, I'm going to be in a rock band. <laughs> well, this is confession time in the house of the Lord. Y'all don't want to say amen to the pastor today. So I, I had one of the, I'm not talking about like, you know, just, playing here and there. I'm talking about being all in, not going to church anymore, but being in a rock band. And so we got, there were some guys in my high school and they were really, really good guitarists and a couple of good singers. And, and we got them to let us have a room back near the band area. And I bought, brought my drum set in and I'm not just giving you a nostalgic story for a minute. I'll get back to Genesis 37 in just a minute, but 
I brought my double bass kit. Hello, somebody. With toms on each. Yeah, yeah. Someone knows what I'm talking about. With two toms on each bass drum and two floor toms. And then I had a rack of roto toms over top of that. Eight roto toms. I mean, we're talking Motley Crue kind of drum set, man. I was awesome, you know. And, I, and then I hung my cymbals. You, you didn't have cymbals coming up on a stand. I hung them over the top, you know what I'm saying? So they were hanging upside down, and I was just, ah! You know, I was ready to go. I was going to be in a rock band. So we started practicing. I put we, we got this room, and it was basically a small little room back in the band area, and my drum set filled the whole back of the room. That's how awesome it was. And then the singers and the band players had to stand in front, and then there was the door. So we'd pop the door open during lunch hour, and we'd go to playing our songs, you know, whatever it was, and, and people would gather around and listen, and then we started getting gigs and places to go play. And, and the thing is, I had a calling on my life, and my dream wasn't God's dream for my life. It was just me wanting to do something with the talent that I had. And God started pulling on that dream whenever they're like, yeah, we're going to play bars and we're going to go do this stuff. And all of a sudden, a tug on the rope. And it's like, you won't be happy doing that. You won't be satisfied doing that. That's not the dream I have for your life. And I'm like, but that's my dream. That's the dream I want to have. And God said, but what if that dream is only the first revision and I have a dream that's far bigger for you? And the more we got toward getting better and more known, the more God pulled on that rope. Seth, come here and help me with this illustration because you have to understand that the dream that I'm talking about in scripture is different from the dream that we understand in culture. Culture has developed this concept that dreams are whatever you wish for and you desire for and you can be anything you want. Just get a dream and go after it and, and persevere and have tenacity and, and continue to, to fight for your dreams until you get it. And somehow we don't understand that a dream scripturally and a dream for a Christian is different than a dream for someone who just has an ambition or a goal or decides I'm going to do something with my life and that's the way I'm going to go because you know this life and this world is broken, amen? And while you're reaching for things in life, you understand that life has a way of pulling back the thing that you dream for right before you get it. Anybody ever seen somebody who's despondent because of a dashed dream? But in the kingdom of God, there's something different about dreams that I need you to understand. That when God finds you and God calls you and God's going to use you and God's going to bless you, he's the one that gives the dream. You don't decide your dream and then go after it. He, You decide to be available to God and God is the one that gives you the dream amen it's not your dream joseph didn't ask for a dream god gave him his dream i know i get loud but you're gonna have to just deal with it today if you're not used to a loud preacher so what happens i had a calling on my life and about the time we were gonna start playing bars and my friends were saying well you know how it is when you're playing bars girls think you're cute and then they send drinks to the drummer and then you know pretty soon you know the story first you're in the bar and I'm like ah oh, I can go to the bar and I can still be a Christian I don't have to you know drink and smoke and do all that stuff and I don't have to worry about somebody being interested in taking me home that night I can do all this stuff and I can still be a Christian and I got further and further away from God and you know the story first you're in the bar then you're at the bar then you're under the bar you know that story? And that is what was happening as I was drifting from God, but God still 
had a dream for me. And that dream was important enough for God to not let me go. Anybody ever have God give you something and it just won't let go of you? Even though you try to let go of it? Help me preach here today, church. When God helps you and God gives you a dream and he calls you to do something that's so much bigger than you are. This illustration is working out lovely right now. It's all right. It's all right. I'll find a better illustration for the next service, our, our two o'clock service. And then our six o'clock service. By the time we get to that, I'll be amazing at this illustration. But the dream, God gives you the dream. The world says, you, you find your dream and then go after it. But God says, you have no idea how to make your dream come to pass, but I'm the God of all resource. I can make this come to pass. You follow Jesus, he gives you the dream. Amen? So our job is simply to be available. This has to go on first. So we have to be available for the dream. Now we found my title, right? And so then the thing that I want you to understand is that when we talk about dreams, we're not talking about the same thing that the world talks about. We're talking about something that God gives us because the way that dreams look from a distance can be different from whenever you get close to them. Amen? How many, ever, how, how many have ever had something that you dreamed about and whenever you got there and realized your dream has come true, it looks completely and feels completely different than anybody ever want children and then when you get children, you realize it's totally different? You're, you're, you're changing diapers and you're doing whatever and you know what you need to tell yourself next time you're babysitting your children and your, your husband or wife has to run to the store and everything goes chaotic? You need to say, I'm living the dream. I'm, I'm living the dream. This is what I dreamed about. Whenever you wanted a spouse or you wanted a husband or a wife and then, and then you get into a relationship and you realize you fought all the way to church? Oh, man crowd just got hard. But what happens if you're living, you just, every time you get into a difficult moment with your, with your spouse or with your friend or, or those that you dreamed about having in your life, just remember, I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. Put that on that end if you would. In this yeah. Okay. Uh, I need you to put it on that end and just do what I ask you to do. You know, whenever you have an illustration that has a mind of its own, <laughs> Slide it on there, please. Needs to be facing out. It's going to be great. I promise. It's worth the wait. People ask me, you know, and this is my son. I appreciate him. And I have <clears throat> a lot of love for him, but I've never given him a coat of many colors like Joseph received from his father, Jacob. How many know the story of Joseph? Wave your hand at me if you know the story of Joseph. Some of you do. He was the promised child of of Jacob. He represents Jesus in the Old Testament. A lot of the things that happened to Joseph are just like Jesus happened. It's kind of a foreshadowing. He was sold for 20 pieces of silver. So was Jesus. His father gave him a garment, of a coat to wear. He was, Jesus was wrapped in flesh, came to, uh, to be among us. It, there's a many different illustrations that have to do with Jesus. He, 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 they thought he was dead. 
They thought Jesus died in the tomb, but he rose again. Amen, somebody? A lot of different comparisons with Joseph and Jesus. Sarah, would you help me out with that jacket? That's right there. So what I'm doing here is I'm saying the dream is from God. Would you put that on, Seth, if you wouldn't mind? The dream comes from God, and what he asks us is, are you available? Are you available for the dream that I have for you? And then when we, Psalms 37 and 4 is a beautiful scripture. When we say, yes, Lord, go ahead and put that scripture up if you wouldn't mind. It says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. How many know the scripture says the heart is exceedingly wicked? Who can know it? But the Lord takes our desires, even when they're not the best desires, even when they're not the, the most wonderful desires, and he begins to distill them and filter them into the dream he has for us. And he takes all things and works them together for good. Amen? So even though I wanted to be a rock drummer, I actually had God direct my, my life into being a church drummer. And then I went to Bible college to play drums for choirs. And then I met my wife there. And then the story completes it. And, and as you watch the the story come to pass, all I did was make myself available to God. I made myself available to the dream that he had for me. And I want you to know that I have never, even though I love my children, I have never asked my children what their dreams are. I'm not, I don't go to them and say, hey, hey, what dreams do you have? They can vouch for this, but what I've done so many times is that I have asked them, are you available to God? And the way that you can find out whether it's a God dream or your dream is whether or not it removes your availability to God. The way that you know if it's a God dream is God will always keep you available for the service of his kingdom. Amen, somebody. Your dream will not take you out of church. Your dream will not take you away from the presence of God. Because if he's the giver of dreams, the dreams he gives will not remove you from his presence, nor will it remove you from the availability to serve God the way he's called you to serve him. That's a good point right there, amen? And so what happens is he'll put the dream in your heart that he gives you. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll actually put the dream in. And then he'll say, I'm the God of availability. I'll be available to make that dream come to pass in your life. And so what happened with Joseph was he had a dream from God. And he said, Lord, I'm available. Until God put the dream in his heart and said, I'll be available to make that dream come to pass. I will make Egypt pay for the dream I give you. Egypt is a type of the world, amen? God will give you a dream so big that it takes the world to pay for it. God will give you a dream so big, nobody in the church can help you accomplish it. If you don't stay close to God and let his, let his resources come into your life, you will not be able to fulfill the dream that he has for you. But if you put the dream in your heart that God has given you, he'll make available everything you need. If it's his will, you know it. It's his bill, amen? If it's his purpose, he'll bring it to pass. And I'm grateful that I can know that God has always been available for me in the dream that he's given me, amen? And so whenever I tried to spend time in the world or I tried to find my own dream, I realized that as I tried, Seth, try to walk away. As he tried to walk away and go into the world, the Lord pulled me back. 
Because he, you know, and he doesn't just do this for anybody. He does this for those that have made themselves available to God long enough to where he put their dream in them and now they can't get away from it. And so what God does is he keeps pulling. He said, I got things better for you. And then he starts saying, let me put dreams in your children's lives. Let me put dreams in your ancestors. Let me put dreams down in third and fourth generation. He starts blessing you and taking curses off of your generations. He starts removing things that came from other people that didn't have availability, didn't keep themselves available to God. And he starts drawing you closer to him. And the more you see his dream come fulfilled in your, become fulfilled in your life, the more you realize that there was a dream available for me all along. And I want to be available for that dream. Amen? Amen. So Joseph has his father give him his dream and his father give him his coat. Amen? Everything that Joseph had in his life that he celebrated came from his father. And it's a picture of the fact that the things that you will celebrate the most in your life will be the things that God gives you. Amen. If you go after something that's outside God's will, you will have to stay outside God's will to keep it. But if you will go after the things the Father gives you, you will be able to keep your dreams. You'll be able to keep your availability. You'll be able to keep that coat of many colors. I know it's black today, but you're just going to have to use your imagination. But what would have happened if we would have seen Joseph not celebrate the things that his father gave him, if he would have compromised to the culture and just laid low because people will reject what's not accepted, but they will respect what's different. Amen? Everybody say, a dream makes you different. A dream does make you different. A dream made him different. And in fact, the Bible tells us that they were hated. he was hated because of his dreams. He's like, hey, guys, I've got a dream. You guys want to hear my dream? I don't know why Joseph sounds like Kenya Reeves, but <laughs> hey, guys, would you like to hear my dream? I had a dream that these sheaves of wheat were, were gathered together and mine stood up and yours stood up and then yours bowed down and made obeisance to my sheaves. And then I had this other dream with 11 stars and, and a moon and a sun or whatever it was. And he said, and they bowed down or made obeisance to me. And his brothers were like, we hate you. We hate your coat and we hate your silly little dreams. And the Bible even says they hated him the more, which tells me they didn't like him already. And then he shows up with his colorful coat. Yeah, okay, dad bought you a Gucci coat. We're proud of you. Great job. Dad loves you the best. Because you're the son of his old age, as scripture says. But also I believe because he was the son of Rachel, the one that Jacob loved the most. And all of the other brothers you find out were named after, the tribes of Israel were named after them and, and some of them you would recognize if I gave you their names but whenever they decided to get rid of Jacob they took his coat off of him and they, they cut it and they put animal's blood on it and they told his father surely a wild beast has gotten a hold of him and killed him and they threw him into the pit. And while you read this story and you think, well, if you just, you know, and I've preached it. I thought it was a story of perseverance. But the true story is no matter how much the world pushes on you, God's pull is still stronger. No matter how much 
They try to take away what the Father has given you. No matter how much they try to strip you of what has ever been given to you. I'm not setting them against us, but understand what I'm saying. Life will try to strip you of the promises and the blessings from your Father. Life will try to take away what God has given to you. And you need not just cower down and say, okay, I'm not going to be different from anybody else. Go ahead and live the dream that God's put in your life, even if it makes you a peculiar person, even if it makes you different. The more you're like Christ, the more you will be unlike the world. That's true, and they may not like it anymore, but it's still a day to live the dreams that God has put in you. Please reach for what God has for you in your life, because the dream makes you different, and it's a good kind of different. It's not different to be different just because you're different, not purple hair and pink hair because you're different. Not that kind of different. I'm not talking about being different just to be different. I'm talking about different in substance. Different because you have a dream inside you. Different because God has put something in you because you made yourself available to God. Amen, somebody? And so God pulls on the dream. I always thought this story was a story of perseverance because you know the story. Joseph gets sold into Egypt. And right here, I used to always preach. When I was a youth pastor, you're going to go from the pit to the palace. Just hang on to your dreams. And I realized that some people don't understand that we don't define dreams the same way as the world. A dream is not something that you have to hold on to. You have to hold on to God, and he gives you your dream. Do you understand what I'm saying? Our job is available to him. His job is to make his dreams come to pass in our life, and they're better than any dreams you can dream up. You get out your vision board, you get out your spectacus, whatever, prospecticus of where you're headed, you figure it all out, cross, you know, dot all the T's, all the I's, and cross all the T's. I'll get there sooner or later. And your plans will not be good enough to even match what, the, what God wants to give you. And so... I'm saying that the dream of the Lord, when he gives it to you, it's like my mom used to say, because I grew up in Alaska, when winter started coming, I wouldn't want to leave the house with a jacket because I got too used to summer. And she would yell as I'm headed toward the door, don't forget your coat. Don't forget your coat. Because she knew that the environment was changing outside and that I was going to need a coat for that environment. And I want to tell you today as a church, don't forget your coat doesn't matter how much the world doesn't respect it or doesn't care. Don't forget holiness. Don't forget the garments of praise. Don't forget the things that mean the most because those garments are going to help you in a harsh environment. Amen, somebody. Those are the things that help you get through. And so Joseph was sold into Egypt. And the band of Ishmaelites and Reuben, the one that said, let's sell him, came back, found he was gone. And then throughout the course of time, we know that Joseph was sold to Potiphar's house and everything that Potiphar gave him to do was blessed. Everything that was put under his care was blessed. Amen? And the reason why is because the Lord was with him. And then he was falsely accused then he was put in prison in Pharaoh. How is he going to get into Pharaoh's prison if he's not falsely accused in Potiphar's house? And while you look at the false accusation and say, that's not fair, and then you look at his stint in the prison, he always had his service with him, amen? 
He always was available to God. It didn't matter how bad it looked. didn't matter how much he had climbed to second in command in Potiphar's house, but now his wife got, his, got eyes on him and came after him, and he had to strip his coat off. Amen. He loses his coat all the time, Joseph. This guy's always losing his coat for something. He strips his coat off, leaves his garment, and goes running, and he still gets accused of being interested or, or, or adultery with the, wife, with the wife of Potiphar, and he gets thrown in Pharaoh's prison. So now he has access to the employees of Pharaoh who used to serve the king, who they believe was a god, but now the butler and, and the baker and the candlestick maker are all in the... Just making sure you're still listening, because I know I've gotten a little long on the sermon. I'm about to wrap it up. And he gets abandoned in there. He helps them. How many know that sometimes you'll invest in somebody else's freedom while you're still feeling bound? How many know that you'll, you have to help somebody else reach their dreams? Because Pharaoh had a dream and Joseph was sent to interpret it. But he would have never interpreted Pharaoh's dreams had he not got the reputation from interpreting other dreams. And so you have to understand that sometimes when God does something in your life, it's a setup for what's coming next. Amen? And so whenever you begin to understand that if I'm available to receive the dream interpretation and if I just bless people and if I just help people around me and if I just serve people around me, he was put in charge of things he was never supposed to be put in charge of. He was helping keep the, the prisoners. He was helping doing things that he could have run and escaped. But instead he stayed there and he was available to God because availability is more important than the dream. And he knew that because God was the dream keeper. That helps me if I can preach a little bit more Pentecostal for a minute, that helps me to know that when I'm discouraged, I can still keep my dream. When I'm down and out, I can still keep my dream. That it doesn't matter how hard I hang on to some things. If I lose my grip on the things I feel God has called me to do, if I slip, mess up, fall over, stub, stub my toe or skin my knee, I can still get back up, but it won't be me getting back up. It'll be Jesus reaching down and pulling me back up because he still is the keeper of my dreams he still has a dream available to me even when I don't leave myself available to the dream it does not depend upon you whether you're going to receive your dream it depends upon God because God works into the fabric of his favor your frailties he works into the beauty of the dream that he gives you. The places where you will fall down and you will fail. He makes room with his grace for the dream to come to pass even if you fail. Because he's that big of a God. If we held the dream, it wouldn't be like that. But because he holds our dreams, anytime we fail, our dreams are not ruined. They are simply reverted and diverted. Amen? I don't know. That's not my notes. I need to change those before the 6 o'clock service. Amen. We don't have a 6 o'clock service. It's a joke. But all you in the balcony, just keep worshiping the Lord. I have a dream. <laughs> I have a dream. Some day that's going to change into a balcony and there's going to be thousands of people to preach to. I'll be a much better preacher then, obviously, because the Lord's going to bring me to my dream. And I'll be changed. Psychologist said, how many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb 
of course, I knew it was a dad joke coming, and I said, how many? He goes, one, but the light bulb has to want to change. The difference is that Jesus holds the dream. And no matter what the mold of the world, no matter where they try to push you, we're supposed to not let them push us into their mold. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does the transformation happen? While the world's trying to push you. Rob, would you run up here? Nate, would you run up here real quick? Brother Dean, would you run up here real quick, please? I want you guys to start pushing on Seth to push him off the stage. I don't want you to hurt him. We want to keep him. He love him. But I want you guys to get around him and just start pushing on him. Start pushing on him. Try to push him off the stage. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. 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 No matter how the world pushes on you, God's pull is stronger. Let him come toward me because this illustration has to work. <laughs> That's good. All right. Thank him. Thank them all for helping me. You can go. Thank you. No matter how much the world tries to push you into the mold of your life is live too much and you're not going to see all that you have for God. No matter how much the world tries to push you into the mold of you're just going to have to live at this level of life and you can't have that level of life. No matter how much the world tries to say you're a label, no matter what labels they put on you, you can live above the label, amen? You can live different because you're not being pushed. No matter how much they pushed on Joseph, no matter how much they pushed him into prison, no matter how much they pushed him with false accusations, no matter how they pushed him with all the different things, that he would never be what God wanted him to be. He was never going to be that royal one chosen of the Father. He was never going to be that one who was blessed again. No matter how much the world pushed him, there was still God pulling on him. There was still a God pulling on that dream. And the push of the world is never stronger than the pull of our Father. Amen? The pull of the Father is greater, and it will get you where you need to go, even when you don't have the resources, the finance, or the ability even when you don't have the knowledge. How do I know it's a dream from God? Because he will keep you and he will pull you out of things you couldn't get out of yourself. And he'll pull you out of things that others tried to push you into. God isn't the only one peddling dreams, my friend. The world says, be rich. The world says, get this, get that, be this, be that. There's a whole lot of voices out there that are selling dreams, amen? But God's not selling a dream. He's given dreams. He's given dreams through the gift of his Holy Spirit. He's allowing the Holy Ghost inside of you to guide you and to pull you and to tug you away from the things that will destroy the dreams that he wants to fulfill in your life. And so your internal guidance system is the Holy Ghost. It's that rope that pulls you and that keeps you from going off the rails. It's the one that keeps you in the dreams headed for the things that God has for you. And you don't even have to know all of the details. All you have to do is say, God, I'm available. Would you stand with me? Maybe you could do that right now. Just say, Lord, I'm available. I'm here for you. I'm here to know you. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to follow you. Amen. 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 So I don't, yeah, I don't ask my children how or what kind of dreams they're after. But I do teach them to make themselves available to God. And he will give them their dreams. And so Joseph gets to the end of his life and you think the dream that Joseph had would never come to pass, but then his brothers walk in in the famine of the land 
Everybody is starving. But because Joseph went to Egypt, he set up the ability to hold back crops so that they had food when the famine came. And God set up Joseph to save his father and his family or we wouldn't have Jesus. Amen? Because the lineage of Jesus came from that family. And what you don't know is there are things in your future that will not happen if you don't surrender yourself in availability to God's dreams for your life. There are beautiful things. The world was saved because Joseph was available. Amen, somebody. And so, yeah, it looks a little bit different when you dream the dream. Joseph thought he was going to have status, but instead what he found out is when his brothers came and bowed before him, he realized there's the dream. I had when I was a 17-year-old boy, there's that dream. But now it looks so different. Before I thought it was my father, my mother bowing to me and I had some sort of status, but now I realize the dream was all about service. That my whole life, I can go back. You know, I had this little scare not long ago when I was standing in my lobby hallway just kind of grabbing at some things that would bring me some comfort as I went to the hospital. And I grabbed a hold of a book that talked about more, having more of God. And I grabbed a hold of my Bible. And I grabbed a hold of a, of a rock that has an anchor on it that I hold in my pocket sometimes to remind me that the Lord is my anchor. And I was just standing there and as I was thinking over my life, like, what, what have I done? What, what is my dreams? What, what have I accomplished for the Lord? Maybe this is a too, too personal of a moment for you, but maybe you can lean back and receive it anyways. I realized that as I started looking over the things I've done over my life, the stuff that came to the surface that brought a smile to my face were the places that I had served somebody else. The places where my dreams had come true were always places of service in my life. And no matter what you're going through, no matter what you feel like you're reaching for right now, I promise if you just say, Lord, I'm available, whatever you have for me, I'm available and you just serve the Lord with gladness, he will bring you to the place where you stand and see your dreams come true. The dream he gave you, the dream you caught, you caught and the dream that maybe even he taught you how to do, but he'll teach you because you stay close to him. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? This moment, I wonder, Lord, if there's someone who makes himself available for the dream that you have for them. Maybe they've tried relationship after relationship. Maybe they've reached for things that they shouldn't. I don't, I don't know what's in this room, but where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And so I'm asking for grace over every situation in this room. And I know because you're the keeper of dreams, because you're the dream peddler, Lord, that you're the one that brings the greatest dreams, that their days, their best days are ahead of them. And someone in this room right now is gonna open their heart to the Lord and say, I'm available, Jesus. Doesn't have to show on their face, doesn't even have to show in their hands lifted, doesn't even have to show in, a, in their feet. 
But right now, Lord, if you start and sow the seed into their life, would you walk through this room, Jesus, and sow some dreams into the hearts of the people in this room? Would you sow the dreams that you have for them into this place today? And would you give us the strength to say, I'm available and I'm close. I'm going to do everything you have for me, Lord Jesus. Make your dreams come true as I make myself.